I've read it. It just, it's just, there's like, there's nothing to even <laughs> sink your teeth into. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Want to sink your teeth into this episode? Are you waiting for an answer? <laughs> Let's just <laughs> do it. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 69 of The Real Word. Oh, word. Words up, Nicole. Word is up. We're starting the show. The podcast is on. We're doing it. Uh, Any recaps? Anything you want to talk about before we get into the rackets? Anything from last week that's interesting to you, Nicole? Wow, this is like a new spin. Are we doing a new new angle? This is a new segment here on The Real World where we just ask Nicole what is running through your head at this moment. And then we get into the rackets. This like actual moment? Like what's in your brain right now? Um, I could really use some hand lotion because my hands Mm. are dry. That's I was thinking the same thing last night, but then they magically went undry today. It's hmm, interesting. Yeah. It's my body sh- recovering. You showered and... Yeah. Anyway. Feeling good. Good. Good, good. All right. Good day. A uh, couple of rackets. First racket being a recap on a topic we touched on probably four episodes ago, maybe? Somewhere probably. There. Mm-hmm. So you can go, go back into the archives and look that up. Uh, but Brad Inman wrote the article. Mm-hmm. I like it when Brad writes his own content on yeah Inman, this one's know? just sort of like a yeah huh nicole didn't love it i like it it's an opinion piece it's it, just it like is a, an it's opinion a, it's a filler piece. piece clearly the real estate news was a little slow so uh we'll link this up like we always do if you're new to the show we pick three topics that are trending in real estate we put our two cents on top of them and tell you if they're a racket or not mm-hmm. and so the first racket is remax should buy redfin and so if you read the article, Brad goes through his case for Remax buying Redfin. Mm-hmm. I actually, and I think a number of people alluded to this when they partnered on that lead deal, mm-hmm. right, where, where Redfin was going to start sending some leads to Remax mm-hmm. at a referral fee. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it made a lot of sense. If you go back two episodes ago to the mm-hmm. Tom Ferry episode, mm-hmm. Tom talks about Redfin being like i don't i, I don't want to misquote him because it's like it's literally in our video yeah but he basically said redfin's going to die hmm. right like in in maybe not in the near future but their yeah, their I model's th- not sustainable it's a hard one because he also wouldn't talk about anything beyond 18 months right so but he's not bullish on on redfin and their current model i'm not bullish on it either they're a discount broker right uh people are seeking the best service and experience possible Mm -hmm. if you look at the reviews if you go to yelp for example you're going to see less than stellar reviews for Mm -hmm. redfin so the experience isn't there despite the fact that they might save a little bit uh, of money Mm -hmm. for people on the fee they're not getting the service and the experience end of it so should they uh, look at a deal like this? I think Redfin would jump at the opportunity to be swallowed up by a Remax mm-hmm. if, to Brad's point, if Remax, the founder of Remax, was willing to maybe give up a significant share right. of his equity in Remax. Well, and it sounds like the the owner of Remax has been running it pretty well. I mean, they have zero debt. I mean, 
Yeah, they're at a 1.2 billion cap. Yeah, I think which it is was. which is great. I mean, they're right up there with Realogy. I mean, Realogy's dropped significantly over the last few 1. years. 1.24 uh, billion is right. their and no, and there's no debt. I mean, really, the main purpose I feel like for acquiring Redfin would just be because of the tech end. Like you're just you're it's it's a it's like a you're paying for a lead generator. I you know what I think? I think this is absolutely going to happen you do i think this is a slam so you think dunk it's going just to happen like it's i think the, they're they're courting each other right now yeah, they're trying the referral, to figure out how it's all going to work exactly and then they're i think that merge. referral deal they'll start kissing or something in the couple well, weeks they're kissing right now they are you know hmm. they did the referral know. I feel deal like you hold hands first they were holding hands when they were talking about the deal you now think? they made the deal I, know, I feel like they're holding absolutely hands. they've got the referral deal in place i think this is a no-brainer going to happen i don't believe redfin is going to be able to compete with you know exp who's gaining agents every single month or mm -hmm. compass who's certainly gaining and buying everybody out right like and reology yeah and companies like ours well and remax and just has such a large brand right. too i mean you see a, a hot air balloon and you know exactly what it is i mean it, it they've so they got get, they've they got good the, agents too though they're not just holding on to agents just to sit in an office or no. to sit at home or you know, to make sure Redfin immediately gets the agent count. They get the experienced professional agent that knows what they're doing. Some mm -hmm. great teams in the country. Yeah. And then they can just focus on that tech. And it takes it takes uh, Remax's tech from like here. Right. To like here. Right? right. Because we know that the Redfin site is very powerful. It can generate a ton of leads. I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to get in a prediction yeah. mode and say that this 100 percent happens hmm. in the next five years. Mm -hmm. Redfin will sell out to Remax. And Remax will actually want to do it be so that they can compete with yeah. these new emergent disruptors like a compass. So. Right. Well, and I think historically, though, too, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Remax has always been more of like a units brand than like a than a than a number. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to make money, but I feel like a lot of Remax agents do a lot more units than they do like numbers yeah. so obviously if you have like the leads coming in too it's just it's just going to help them funnel it into their agents even more so that the agents numbers continue to grow yeah. in units so yeah. no racket for me it's going to happen I'm going just, to happen i'm just putting it out there wow remax will someday buy it's happening in exit somebody will buy 69. somebody will buy redfin and i'm just going to say it's going to be remax i think i think it's a perfect fit and it'll work uh quite nicely all right racket number two does the car that you pull up into as a real estate for agent. a listing appointment mm -hmm. matter as a real estate agent? Of course, as a real estate agent, does the car matter? Here's one thing I'll say. Every agent, you know, every single agent out there drives a BMW. All of them. Most of them are white. Uh, but they're all <laughs> driving a BMW. The white people definitely drive the white. Uh, the Nicole white people yes. drive the white BMWs And if for you guys sure. haven't caught Byron's Instagram story, he, I think, ridicules me about my BMW at least once a month. Yeah. I make a I make a I make a cameo in my car on his Instagram story once a month because it's it is the typical fancy. he calls me fancy. It's the typical realtor ride. Get the BMW. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, so I think that's not a racket. But but the real question is, does it matter? which car that you pull up in what's your two cents on that so it's a hard one to really answer to be honest um i think that there's a lot of preconceived notions like you're saying that of realtors must have a bmw um, well it's almost like that thing where it's like there is a lot of agents that drive bmws and then there's not a lot that don't it's like right. if you get a car 
You start seeing all those cars everywhere. I absolutely yeah. agree. I think though, I, I think that there is a lot of chatter around the car, whether it makes the difference or not. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I used to drive, so I've got three children. I used to, I mean, I still do, I whatever. I, I refuse to do the minivan thing. So I had a, I had a Buick, I did an Enclave probably one of my most favorite cars but I can't tell you how many times people would come up to me and say like Nicole like you're driving like an old person's car like you don't fit it like what are you doing so again it's it's there's a there is a lot of chatter around the cars that we drive um again there's a a client of mine actually brought it up to me like I don't think she's getting listings pulling up in that brand of a car I mean so whether it's happening or not people are certainly talking about it I don't know if it makes a difference but it's certainly the first impression there right? is a couple things I think it makes a huge difference huge I absolutely do I think I I think they're not huge. I well, guess what huge are we is talking overstated. about, though? Are we talking about, like, you don't have hubcaps on your car? Well, here's the or thing, right? Like, like, I think there's a significant difference. Not a huge. Let me retract that. Significant difference mm -hmm. because t well, you just said it. It is your first impression. They are waiting for you. They're looking out the window. And the first impression, the first visual thing that they see, mm -hmm. unless you sent them something in an email, which you should be doing, okay. but the first visual thing in person they see is your car. Right. So what you think, do you, but but do, you, do they, but I could go the other way though. If someone's pulling up in a Tesla and then the person is pulling up in, I mean, let's, and so just, now it comes let's down, just do like a Jeep. Like well, now it Jeep. comes down to knowing your market. If you're pulling up in a Tesla in Beverly Hills where the average price point is 4.9 million, yeah. I don't, I think that's going to be expected, right? Okay. You know, if you pull up in a Jeep Compass in Beverly Hills, it's like, did they just rent that car? Or, you know, what right. They, is their car in the shop? Right. Because I, because I guess my, my, and it could be a brand was, new Jeep. Was Jeep not Compass. in California, and maybe that seller would think like, oh, they don't need my business. Yeah. If you do the Tesla here, and you're like, th you know, one of three people to have a Tesla in your town. That could definitely be right. The perception. They could be like, "Ooh, like." Right, but if everybody's me. driving, and then maybe they're intimidated by the agent because, like, they're maybe feeling like it, they're like a lower class than. If you're in a luxury, if you're in a luxury thing. market and your price point, that's why you luxury. just have to stick with the BMW because it's not a Tesla. You're not missing your hubcaps. I, I think there's a. I think <laughs> there's a really valid point there. Like the BMW. Or the BMW wagon or something like. What do you have? The little wagon thing. I do. I have an X1. Again, it. I mean, it yeah. was super. So like, it was what I could afford. It was what I could so afford. So it's, it's BMW with the right. little hatchback thing. Yeah. You, you got like, the family thing going, but you got the like little the BMW tag. You got kind of got it all mixed in there. So I think that's. But a it's safe white. Play. It's white. So it was like. And it's white. So, so I don't have to worry about washing it all the time because you don't see the dirt. It's great. You you can see the dirt. No. White, oh. no. Dark, you the don't? black, you can see the oh, dark. Oh, got it. But I also just, I do white. My I make my husband drive a white car. I drive a white car. My last name's White. I just like white. I, yeah. I like, I'm, I'm, I like she, white. She's got the white stuff going on. I Anyways, um, here's the thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it will depend on your market, right? So you, you've got to take that in consideration. If you're trying to list just two million and up homes in whatever market you're in, mm -hmm. you better roll up in something nice. Here's the other thing. Even if you don't have something nice, right, yeah. or something brand new, mm -hmm. here's one thing. You better not, you know, be in this situation. Having your car, like, leak oil. You're definitely not getting a listing appointment if you pull out. Has yours leaked oil? No. Oh. Mine doesn't leak oil. Hmm. But if you're statement. leaking oil in the driveway, yeah. that infuriates some people. That <laughs> For me, I feel like that's happened to you before. It's like you're very, you're being, you're giving a very specific. If example. I had a nice like driveway and like I was one of those like out there like cutting the grass with scissors and making sure everything's right, 
and then and you're really getting ready to sell your house and then mm-hmm. this agent pulls up in their car that's leaking oil yeah that would just go so how do you how do you feel pulling up in your jeep do you feel you feel comfortable i have a ford explorer oh i thought you i thought you had a i used to have a jeep i'm a ford explorer we have a explorer i love it it looks like the cop car well you have it all blacked out that was that was the right way to do you had to do i'm Um, glad that we did the black no i think it's i think it's like okay it's a new suv I think it's kind of practical. Like, I think it's like the BMW yeah. wagon thing that you have going on. It's I like, just don't know if you had like an, a it's personal, in the middle. like you think about it when you, are you thinking about it when you're pulling in? Yeah. I thought, you know, when I used to drive a Toyota Prius, when I first started, you in were, real were you estate, self-conscious pulling in? No, I actually got a lot of comments and you know, the Prius was another good car because you had, you had people, I would pull into people's homes that were listed you know that were uh valued at one and a half two million dollars and they would have their nice car but they'd also have the prius in right. the in the garage so yeah. it was like something that even those right. guys could relate with yeah but somebody that maybe doesn't have a home that's in that price range could also relate with it because it's like oh man i'm saving so much on gas right like you know or yeah. I'm saving the environment one way and I'm saving all this money on gas the other way. So yeah. it, was, it was a relatable car. It yeah. was a conversation starter. The article here, the... I guess my biggest thing was, has you have you ever been in a car that you fell uncomfortable in? I, I, my husband had a Maxima. Like, he bought it right out of college. And when we start having kids, like, like we would always get, like, a new car for me, and he would just keep the, that car because mm-hmm. it was paid off until I finally got to the point where, like, over the summers, because he's a teacher, so he would get, like, the family car over the summer, and, like... You couldn't drive it anymore. I couldn't. I, I, we had to upgrade it. We, cool. I, so it's, I feel like there's Courtney there's Clark in the article showed up to meet a potential client last month. The first thing she ended up talking about was her 2018 M5 BMW and the buyer or client or whoever was a mechanic, loved it. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about cars for 20 minutes. You know, I have a very basic Ford Explorer. It's a new, it's you know, it's black. But you're SUV. also not a car guy. I'm not a car guy, so I'm not like having you trying to have a conversation. You wouldn't even have that conversation. You wouldn't even, you'd be like, I, I don't even know what kind of car I drive. Right. I, yeah. I'd rather have mine be so generic where it's like, it's not a conversation, but it's not an alarming right. thing to them. It's yeah. not like that car's falling apart. Right. It's none of those things. Right. right. It's not leaking oil in the driveway. Yeah. At okay. the very least, safe, clean, presentable, because you want to be able to present yourself as a professional that's doing deals day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And if your car is literally falling apart, then they're not going to believe that you're doing all these deals and ripping it up. Or that you are on top of making, like if you're not maintaining maintenance on your car, are you going to be maintaining their listing? That's a great point. Yeah. All right. So I don't think it's a racket to think about what car you are. I think it's fun. And if anything, it just, it's, it allows for great content for Byron's Instagram story. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Racket number three do you have time for real estate conferences or should you make the time? Who has time? All right, let's go through this. This is another Inman article. Uh, number one, they're saying you've got the time, you should have the time, and the reasons are, one, jumpstart your business. Two, understand trends. Three, one takeaway could cover your whole cost mm-hmm. for the event. Number mm-hmm. three, referrals, referrals, referrals. Mm-hmm. You get referrals. And number five, be inspired. So we're extremely busy. This is like conference season, event season. It seems like which is so which is so interesting to me because I feel like in real estate, like you shouldn't probably do it in the spring because that's just like no, it's now and it's the fall. Those are like the two seasons. It's so bonkers to me. Well, here's the thing: you know, people, you're going to compete with vacations in the summer, right? And then you're going to compete with holidays in the winter when you should be doing them all because you're the slowest. But that's those two things. I get it. It just it's always so interesting to me when. 
company like our company just had ours last week and it's like there's three days right in the middle right. of like closings and listings and so okay we're super busy right now mm -hmm. do you think it's important to just stay in your market keep doing the deals you're supposed to be doing or do you think it's important to carve out time and go to these conferences so I can only speak for myself because I get bored super easy so even when I am really busy I I like to sort of mix it up a little bit because um, I do think that of all those things I do like number five I think you get sort of re-inspired because I think when you get sort of bogged down in like the day-to-day -day or you know you just because it's so super easy to get burnt out in this business I mean you could hate sellers or you could hate buy like you're just it's such a mess you could hate the people you're working with because like you're stuck with them in the office office or I, I think it's really important to just if anything just to break up like the day-to-day -day of mm -hmm. it like I know that our jobs are like super spontaneous and we're not really ever doing the same thing but we're always having sort of the same conversations we're always having the same hiccups so to sort of have that breakup in it I think is great and to be around people that are in different markets like that part is like the most mind-blowing for me because like you sort of get wrapped up in what your market is doing and what's going on there and you become so sort of like like tunnel vision that it's and you so become, you become tunnel vision in your own business for sure if you don't get around people whether it's a mastermind or a conference so i'm less hung up on the word conference and i'm more hung up on what actions are you taking to get around people doing more than you that's the game right. for growth if you really want it in real estate or any business it's getting around the people that are doing much more than you are and if you're not going into conferences if you're not getting out of your market if you're not involved in a mastermind mm -hmm. you are that means you are insular to your own business and to your own market and we have people in our market that have stayed in their little towns for their entire careers mm -hmm. and they've never left and there's plenty of people in your market that that you know who i'm talking about right mm -hmm. and i'm hoping it's not you watching this video yeah but you know of people you've seen like people us, that are that are building their business that are not getting out there and networking and what happens to them they're doing things that worked 15 20 years ago they're mm -hmm. the people that are still putting their ad in the newspaper because you know, and honestly, some of the reason is because they like the salesperson at the newspaper because they've been communicating, having coffee, having lunch with that person mm -hmm. for the last 20 years. Right. And they're afraid that other people in that town, just that one little town. Mm -hmm. And these are people, by the way, that are reading these newspapers for the last 25 years mm -hmm. that haven't sold in the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. They haven't transacted. They are not going to do business. And you're afraid of losing like them potentially they're going to see at the coffee this is actually going to be a good test if you take your ads out of the newspaper they're actually going to talk to you now they're going to say oh my gosh so and so like did you stop doing real estate i don't see your ad in the newspaper anymore it's mm -hmm. actually going to create more activity for you i feel like a lot of people take it out of also the put some things in the newspaper though because they also don't want to lose their spot to like another agent too right you know because yeah because they're like oh you know like i get those people all the time like hey nicole like if you firm up you know like this for the year like no one else can take that competitor front page x corner. is taking it go ahead if they want to spend $325 on a, on a weekly front page ad like is there any other dumb ways God I can get them to spend their money bless them. <laughs> <laughs> line me up with some more good ways to get That's them to so spend funny. their money so this is not a racket this is the to think that growth to think that learning from others is a racket and that you're too busy unless you're number one 
in the entire country. I don't if know. You're number one in no, this country. No, but number one in the entire don't country go to is still going to the conferences. Like, there's just there. You should just still want to learn. Like, yeah. you should just want to keep learning. I mean, and it, regardless of, because sometimes at the conferences, like they're like like again, like Tom sort of talks about like health and wellness. Like, there's I just feel like there's just so much that you can still learn. Yeah. If and, anything, and so. to their to the point here in this article. You pick up one referral. You pick up one, like, oh, you're doing it that way on Zillow. You pick up one tweak right. that gets you 10% more on your margin. Mm -hmm. You're making, right? So there's so many w reasons this is not a racket. Uh, and there's a ton of great conferences. Obviously, you know, we talk about a lot of the ones that we go to or have gone to. All the Tom Ferry events are great. Even Inman, they've they've got a great event twice a year. Inman Connect. Inman. I feel like I should. We should. We That's should a good event. Participate in that event. Um, I have. Yeah, I know you have. I'm saying, with me. With Nicole, that would be a much better time with Nicole. I'm certain of it. Lots of good events, and uh, if you're going to any this year, hit me up. Put them in the comments. Actually, if you're going to an event this year, I'd love to know which event you're going to. Just mm. put it into the comment box. And uh, hopefully we're going to the same one. How many are you going to? I'm going to a few. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. I'll put them in the comments. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Keep it real. We'll see you guys next week for episode 70. Coming we're on up. it. We're yeah, doing it. We're doing it. Well, maybe we'll hit 100 this year. We will. Awesome. Right. Thank you. <laughs>